Competition to a pleasure run and all the stops in between. We cover all here at Coon Hunting Media. All right, all right. This is first episode Coon Hunting Media. We're sitting here with the. I'm your host Kyle Oaks. Got our three co-hosts, Stacy, Johnny, and Jason. How y'all doing? Doing good. Doing good. Hello. Very well. First one. Number one. This be it. We're missing Hudson. He's he's in school right now, so he'll he'll be along with us at times too. So I'm Jason. My name's Johnny Cooper. I'm Stacy Thompson. We're coming hunting media. Apparently, apparently, <laughs> number one. Well, where are we gonna start at? Guess Let, the vision. Yeah, let's get into that. And uh, so Kyle's been the one that's got this thing off the ground floor and 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 running with it. Um, Talk to all of us, and we're we're gonna kind of help push this thing through. Uh, he's got, and we're Lim Hang Kennels. So yeah, Lim Hang Kennels. Pretty much Lim Hang Kennels has founded Coon Hunting Media. So, so he, so Kyle had a good idea, and he wanted to to get this out there, and we we listened to him, and sounds pretty good. So we're we're gonna start this thing up, and uh, Kyle, tell us a little bit about what some of the stuff we've talked about on the phone. Uh, what your vision for this is? What what, what we want to cover? What are you gonna cover in 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 Coon Hunting Media? So, Carehood Coon Hunting Media, I mean, we're all very passionate about competition coon hunting. That's what we love. We love coon hunting, but we really love the competitions. And as well, much as we're going to do some of the modern-day big people, but we're wanting to bring back some of the old legends, some of the guys that's really stamped competition coon hunting and bring has kind of lost their fame and bring them back up to the public nowadays. But uh, that's kind of our forefront of the vision behind it and I know y'all like competitions and stuff, and I feel this would be a good way to uh, really bring that out. And we, we'll also want to talk about just coon hunting in general. I mean, yeah. we we'll definitely will stay on the competition side, but uh, every one of us have coon hunted our whole life, and uh, we'll get into episodes with different breeders. We, yep. I know you talked to us about going through and talking about these old legends and trying dog to— dog trainers. And- yeah, dog trainers, but trying to get some of the people that are still around today yeah. that have been— uh, predominant leaders in their breed uh you know we'll we'll go through and try to get interviews with uh guys and girls from the walkers the blue ticks the plots red bones english leopards we'll we'll, we'll try to catch we'll catch them all yeah i agree yeah we're really excited about it and uh another thing that i've looked at for the uh far as the future this is be prolonged not starting out right now is we all know there's some media teams out there that are covering some monster hunts. You know, the $100,000 hunts, truck hunts, finals of the world. And there's a lot of guys out there that can't afford them entries, but they're packing very, very, very nice hounds. $500 hunts, five, $600 hunts, th- even $1,000 entry hunts. And maybe going and covering them hunts. This would be in the future, but bringing some of them guys to the public. They, they can't normally get their name out there due to the fact money. Okay. But, Another thing we might even we've not even talked about it, but we might want to hit some of this later on. I mean, we're we're right here in Middle Tennessee. We're right close to the headquarters, national headquarters of the Cur Dogs as well. I mean, the world hunt yeah. and everything happens here. Uh, I mean, there was a boy that is uh, thirty minutes from here won a truck a few weeks ago. 
So it's you know those those dogs are hunting some pretty big hunts as well. I mean there'll be oh yeah hundreds of dogs over when when that shows up. We can be there in forty five minutes. So even some of that stuff in the future. Oh yeah, yeah we're we're mainly sticking with competition coon hunting, but we're not opposed of other tree dogs. I guess you'd say. And I think another thing too is you get uh, we start getting this aired. Uh, take some ideas. I mean, if people's got certain oh, yeah. topics they want us we to, we are all ears. Yeah, things they want us to cover. Let's go do it. So, and we'll try not to sit here and Kyle and I do all the talking. We're sitting here looking at the two nimwits on the other side of the table. They can talk too during this thing. But <laughs> we we'll, we got to watch Stacy because we, we have to watch what he says. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> we've already said they disclaimers. Might us. <laughs> so yeah, that's. That that was some of the interesting things that we wanted to look at, but uh, Plug your you know, kids' ears. We'll, we'll get into some of these these episodes. We'll, fun. we'll get into yeah, we'll get into some of the breeds, and we'll we'll dig into some of the pedigrees, and we'll start talking about some of that stuff. And I know Kyle and Johnny's had some ideas of people to talk to. We'll just go get the you know, we're going to get the guys that made those pedigrees okay. and and dig into what their thought processes were, and because obviously they worked in a lot of those <laughs> situations. And they've made some stuff that's... Yeah, that's the foundation of what we got today. Yeah. They're winning big money today because of what these guys did way back when. Yeah, and that's that's one of the things that <clears throat> you're talking about, legends and things that come around. And we got to remember that we get to hunt these dogs today because of some of the crosses they made. The, the envision that they had on the crosses, uh, the reason why they did it, uh, and try to give credit where credit's due. I know there's a lot of guys that's got... A lot of money that they're winning out of these dogs, but uh, they didn't breed the dogs, didn't see the vision, didn't have the, the thought process behind it to say, well, dog A crossed on dog B will be make a make a real good cross and impact the breed. And so uh, not only in uh, which we predominantly hunt blue dogs, not only in the blue ticks, but... Let's stop this- that. We, we don't predominantly weed except of the one sitting on the other side of the table who would take a poodle if it would tree a coon and he thought he could win with it. So outside of him, yes, we hunt blue dogs. What was he having? Period. A, a black, what was it? He looked like a red bone, but he was an English and black and tan. Yeah, I, I, he is a mutt. He treated a lot of coons. but Look, had a bulldog head. He not champing out, no problem. He did. He won a lot. He won more than he lost, but that's, that's Stacy. He don't care. Uh, we fought. We fought about this my whole life. I still <laughs> hunt the blue dogs. But he's joined and left Lamhain Kennels how many times now? Uh, we quit counting at about 50. <laughs> so uh, just have to keep bringing him back. Yeah. He, he's that prodigal son uh, that just keeps coming back. Keeps coming back. When in doubt. Yeah. He, like a bag of Skittles. So back to Johnny. He, he was what he was yeah. Cover about. the rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, like, like I said, blue dogs, black and tans, uh, red bones, anything that uh, we can get. As far as crosses that made an impact on that breed and their vision on that, uh, like I said, what made them to, to do that and credit where it's due. And the dogs that we hunt today, uh, the dogs that we hunt today uh, come from some of these crosses that we're going to talk about, and some of them uh, have an impact in other breeds. I agree. I agree. Yeah, because they wouldn't be, we wouldn't have what we have today without them. No, no, no way. But uh, what's next? What what's uh what's some of the immediate plans? I guess we talked about that just a little bit. So I know behind the scenes, mainly right now, being Kyle and Johnny, they've already been making phone calls. Yeah. So so we've already started reaching out to some because uh, that's one good thing about the the coon hunting world where we've done it for so long. We've met a lot of people and made some good friendships and uh, 
I know Johnny and, and Kyle both have already been talking with some of these people that, you know, they're still hunting today that have made those crosses and uh, start doing some interviews quickly. I mean, yeah. so you, you, you're, this isn't something we're looking at doing six months to a year from now. No. You're ready to next, roll with this few weeks. So, so that, that part's good. So some of the immediate plans, that's, that's what we're going to try to line up is some yeah. of these guys sit down, have some interviews with them and uh, just listen to them talk. Yeah. I, that's one thing I always liked about going to the competition hunts too. You know, you just get to sit around at the clubhouse before the hunt and you listen to these old timers and you learned a lot of stuff. Uh, probably one of the better dogs that Johnny and I had years ago just found out about her because of a, uh, I'll call it a potbelly fire stove conversation some guys was having around there and we're sitting there as kids listening and it's like, you won't sell that dog? And before it was over, we got it bought and uh, she was a barn burner. She was good. So that's she a was. lot a lot of that stuff, you know, you learn from those those people that's done it. So uh, yeah. definitely we don't know everything when we get into it. You learn a lot. You you learn a lot more by listening. So that's that's what we want to do. So I'm glad they've already got some calls going out. And yeah, you mainly might not learn what to do from us, but you might learn not what, what not, not to, to do. do. Yeah. <laughs> learn yeah. from our mistakes. Yeah. So uh, that's, that's, that's true. But, uh, that dog that Jason's talking about was the ugliest dog you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, she I was. Mean, she was. Yeah, ugly. If but there was, man, could she fly on a track? Yeah, if there was ever a dog that could have hunted with a paper sack over its head, that would have helped her a whole lot. But we liked her. She was a good one. We raised some good puppies out of her. Stacy wind up on that one too. That dog actually ended up going to David uh, Garden over North Carolina. Huh. He he bought her off of us and uh, used her over there out. He on one of his Rambo two sons. He he had at the time. But that's that was uh, way back when we were going back a lot of years on yeah. that one. So, but that's yeah, that's some of the things that 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 I'd like to get into, and I, I look forward to hearing from these guys. I, I, I'm I'm excited <coughs> to go back and listen to the some of the first podcasts that you've got lined up on these interviews because I want to hear what these guys I want to hear what these guys had to say how they yeah. how they came up with them ideas like uh, I don't want to name any names or whatever, but you know some of the crosses that I really really look up to with our our breed, the blue tick breed. Right. And it's like, how do you think that out? Like Johnny said, how how what made you decide to make that cross? And I know what part of it was. They weren't afraid to go outside the box. Out it's like them, winter yeah. and winter, uh, coon dog on coon dog, and they made more coon dogs. That's you're not gonna get pedigrees without them today. Yeah, no. So some of that stuff. Um, another thing that I was uh, wanting you to do, Kyle. What what's gonna be uh, on on top of the podcast? You had some other really really good ideas of what you wanted to do, uh, you're going to go to some, we're going to go to events. We're already going yeah. anyway. Yeah. Uh, oh, and, and speaking of events, we just got, uh, you just got back from the Grand American. What happened over there? Did, did you do any good? Yeah, we got, uh, was it 16th? Overall, pretty so, dang good. Uh, high scoring blue tick mail. Yeah. Two years in a row, you've got your picture taken at the Grand American. So, uh, I keep saying I ain't going back, but because we always go with swimming and it's freezing. Yeah, how how deep of a, water did you have to wait this time? Uh, we stepped out of the truck and cut the dogs loose and was about waist deep immediately. And stayed there for the rest of the night? That was the shadows we'd been the whole night. <laughs> but that's, uh, so we're already at those events. Yeah. We're going. And uh, so you you hit us up the other day about wanting to uh, start at every event we go to, try to set up and do some yep. stuff there. So what what's our first event that we're going to be set up as? So the first main UKC event will be the Winter Classic in Batesville, Mississippi. So, so Good on there. We got a booth already booked and set up, and we got some. Uh, we'll have some merchandise there. Uh, 
talk about sponsors. Uh, Little T Squallers have jumped on board full on with us without even hesitation. What a shout out to Tim Tempton for that. So we'll be down there selling his Squallers. Got his uh, on display. And uh, if y'all are down there, come by and stop by and take a look at everything. Mm-hmm. What what was another idea that uh, we talked about that you threw out there that you'd like to do? Uh, we actually, one of these podcasts, you're already going to have to allot some time to do one of those interviews there. But what was the other thing that we, we talked about that uh, you ran by us and it sounded like a really good idea that you wanted to do at that about like if people wanted to bring stud dogs yeah. and so forth? Yeah, promoting uh, people's stud dogs to the public. I mean, we'll uh, promote them on here on the podcast, but if you also will have them on the banner. Have them set up on the table for anything. Anybody want to come by and look at them? They can. You know, I got their whole information there and anything about them. But uh, kind of yeah. help people get their stud dogs out there. That they want to be promoted. But might not be able to get that set up full on at the first hunt. But yeah. one of the things Kyle talked about, we got to run and buy. You know, like if someone wanted to do uh, a stud dog ad, uh, you know, Kyle would, had has already talked with a few people that's reached out, but advertise that stud dog here on the podcast. I mean, if you you got information you wanted to get out on that dog, we can. Uh, we could actually even, at a per se, a, an event like the Winter Classic where we were actually having to rent a booth. So we're going to actually be set up, have have uh, you know prime real estate down on the floor, uh, do a uh, do like a, a, a full-color ad of your dog like you would have yeah. done, and we could, you know, we could display that there. You could come in uh, if you wanted to uh, do podcast time. We could actually do an interview yeah. with that individual stud dog owner and, and talk about it. And it don't have to be stud dogs. It could be somebody that's got top-notch female and they're raising some puppies and the females yeah. never get the credit anyway. And yeah. Everybody knows I like the females better than the stud. You have to have a stud dog, but I like the females. Yeah, we ain't going to run that rabbit trail, but in my opinion, most of your dogs are coming from your females. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what better place to get, you know, get your airtime on the podcast? Yeah. I mean, because you've, you've got this. It's gonna be, this isn't going to be something where popping out on just facebook you're putting this thing no. out there on all media platforms it'll be on, i mean uh, right now it'll be on youtube spotify and uh apple at the time of the release so so, so yeah he, he's done all the, the legwork to get that ready but say you got your stud dog you want to come in here and do that and on top of that you're sitting here at one of the one of the major events with full ads i mean there's hundreds and th- thousands of people walking around down there at batesville at the arena we are we always do it and we oh, look yeah. at every table and uh, have you stud dog three times? Yeah, have you stud dog right there with an with an ad? Don't know that we can have that done at Batesville. Yeah, but that's that's kind of yeah. Places like that. That's that's the plan of some of the uh, things that we could do. Uh, that was interesting. I, I like that idea. Yeah, but, go back to some of the females. There, uh, a lot of people look straight stud dog, straight stud dog. But uh, and stud dog does it has to do his part. I agree with that. But uh, uh, females that start natural that you don't have to do a lot of tampering with training uh, to get them started. Uh, I think, me, personally, you don't have to agree with me. That's your choice. Uh, but a female that starts naturally as a puppy and takes off, uh, pretty good possibility she's going to put that in their pups also. Uh, you, there's some females out there you have to keep working with, keep working with that. Eventually turn into a good hound, but it, don't know that they would throw that in their puppies. And the same way with a male dog. Uh, a male dog that's just natural. Uh, just take him to the woods and he picks up and you have to coach him along the ways a little bit. Uh, I think they produce better than one that you have to show him the way out all the time. I mean, know? we give a lot of the male dogs a lot of credit, but really and truly, if you step back, and a lot of the natural ability comes from the mama, a lot of them pups, from that's what like, I've seen. That's like me. When I pick up a pup, I'll come in there and I'll – you know, I asked about the male, but my big thing is the, the female. 
what kind of dog she, what kind of dog she got, how she handled cold track. Cause a natural female, to me, that I can go pick a pup out, it may not be a world winner, but it'll be something that I can go treat coons with. Right. I like a female that's got a more majority of throwing coon dogs than I do one or two coon dogs out of a litter. I'm I agree. A, I'm a big thing on what females mm-hmm. do. I, I like agree. the good male. I like the papers on the males. But I, I'm, I'm a big thing on picking my females. Well, males let you hunt all year. You don't have. Yeah. I think if they could, uh, if you could put a clock on a female and just tell them, hey, there's a big event coming up, they're coming in. Heat. Oh, yeah. That's just going. So that's why uh, Hudson's always fussing at me about that. They don't like females for that reason. I like the females. You got I like females. Stacy hates the females for that I mean, reason. We're promoting a male dog, but. Mow dogs in heat 365 yeah. days out of the year. Yeah, but he still gets to go. But he still uh, gets to we go. We don't get to go with you guys to all of them because the female is sitting here at the house uh, at the wrong time. It's just what happens. But uh, like mine, you know, uh, our little female that you and Hudson's packed all over the country last year and won all these <coughs> events with, the the punch female. I, I mean, I know her like clockwork. I got it saved in my phone. Guess what? She'll probably be in heat right when the Tournament of Champions is going on that she's already earned her spot to go to and Perfect. probably won't, won't get to go. Uh, that's just how it happens. I agree. It, it always happens that way. That's why I do like male dogs because of that. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's it's less headache. Yeah, it, is. <clears throat> it is less headache. But, so another thing with here on the podcast, we can talk about some of the segments we were thinking about uh, talking about. So every segment won't be just interviews. I like to do. I would like to get into some segments of like training and just talking about. Liam Hayne and Kennels also have a segment of us us talking about training dogs and how everything's going, but uh, also do some interviews, but get some good good dog trainers on here and mm-hmm. not ju- I mean not just for the audience to learn, but for us to learn as well. Yeah, and along with that, uh, talking about dog trainers and uh, things of that nature. Uh, some of the stuff that we'll we will cover probably uh, everybody and I'm not against it, not in no way, form or fashion, but it seems like you hear. Everything's about a dog that's deep and lonely, and there's nothing matter with that. Uh, but I think you have to prepare your dog for what you're going to hunt. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you're going to put $6,500 on the line, yes, you want it deep and lonely. If you're going to hunt UKC hunts around home or the larger UKC hunts, uh, you may not want that all the time. You're trying I'm to rack saying. scores. Yeah, I mean, uh, if you – well, take for instance where we live at. You tree uh, two coons. Uh, sometimes you might get one by yourself, and sometimes you might want a piece of somebody else's. Uh, just to how it works out. But like you said, uh, a two hundred, three, four, five hundred dollar entry fee. You won't want one that's uh, deep and lonely. And I mean, there's ways to make them dogs deep and lonely. They, I mean, you can do that, and you can have them uh, to where they tree them as they come to them. Uh, things of that nature, but a lot of it's going to have to do with the style of what you're going to hunt. Well, well what kind of entry fee level you're going to be at? Yeah, and, when you, you get to the higher ones. entries, I mean, when you cut loose with three dogs, they're all three loners. They're mm-hmm. all going to be alone. When you come to the other smaller events, them all three ain't going to be loners. So right, and they're going to, and even if you've got one that's eighty-five percent independent, ninety percent independent, they ain't, you can't stop that dog from covering you. No. Uh, so. Uh, that's one of the things we want to look about, and, and these uh, some some aspect of it is the breeding to be a little bit independent or to be more independent. But some of it is man-made gestures that's been done to dogs to make them that way, uh, and you can do it either way. I mean, uh, 
you can train either way. But uh, just kind of depends on what level you're going to be at, what your entry fees are going to be, and where you're going to compete at. And we'll, we'll talk about some of that other stuff uh, a little bit later, like in the training episode that we're talking about, and see uh, kind of what fits fits who. Now we, uh, me and Kyle personally on that rip dog, and we we're fixed to start hitting some money hunts, and he's fairly independent, pretty independent by himself. By the way, he's born. Uh, that's the way he was born. He he don't he don't cover a lot. Uh, He'll be alone unless somebody covers him. They'll cover him and stuff of the time, but most of the time he's going to be by himself. But it is it is what it is. But uh, he come with that as one of his traits. Uh, and some of them got it, some of them don't. Some of them you have to put in them. Some of them you have to make. And some of them you can't put in them. Right. I agree. But, uh, yeah, so that goes with the segments that we we're going to uh, talk about. I guess we need to let Stacy do something. We got to get the, we got to get you in this. You got a story you want to tell or something? No, Come no, I Yeah, you got a story. You've always got a story. I've always got a story. You got a button over where we can shut him off and on with you. <laughs> <laughs> button. <laughs> we're wanting a story, but once we get him talking, he may not be quiet. <laughs> so, we'll, we'll, let's, it's I'm not kind a, of a life party. Yeah, this is not a competition hunt story, but I'll, I'll remember this one till the day I die. So, I'll let, let Stacy real quickly tell you about the time that we have an uncle named Good Man. If there's ever been a man that earned his name, that's him. But he, he used to take us hunting all the time. Uh, let Stacy tell you about the, uh, the 12 gauge shotgun story with the little dog Misty when he was about. Uh, I'd say he is no, he was 10, 12 years old because I was mid-teens at the time. I'm the older brother, so he's he's a little bit younger than me. But let him tell you that story about that night because Misty was a coon dog. She treated coons, but Misty didn't weigh about 35 pounds. So you had to be real cautious with what happened because she, she couldn't handle the big coons. So, and Stacy's always been a gung-ho, I'll take care of business type of guy. What happened there, Stacy? Well, we walked into the tree. Did she have a coon? She had a coon. It weighed about 50 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> it was bigger. It was bigger than the dog. We carried a shotgun. Goodman always carried a shotgun. And uh, we rode it out of there. It was killing Misty, I thought. I was young. So here I go down to help her. Next thing I know, the no, coon, no, I think the way that went down, the coon I'll was, go help her. And the, before we know it, the coon was killing me. So, <laughs> I was screaming. It, it locked onto my boot. And I couldn't get it off of me. And I was trying to get it off of me. She's pulling the, duck, the coon. When she pulled the coon, so you she pretty much just me. made the coon mad with a shotgun. It so really, it, it, was it was it was a whole lot more dramatic than the way he makes it sound. So Misty she, Misty's got the coon tree. We shoot it out, and it's over here. And it is. It's it's, it's eat, a big coon. It's, it's a big a coon. One. And it was eating her up. And Stacy's like, "Oh, help her!" And he goes running down there. And the next thing we know, Stacy's running around the side of the hill, and and the coon is balled up on his legs, and he's kicking as hard as he can. Screaming like a five-year-old girl, somebody help me. This thing's killing me. Get it off. And both my uncle Goodman and myself, we're just sitting up there horse laughing him. Uh, but we don't go help him immediately because it was too funny. But it's, he's running around in that little uh, creek and kicking and screaming and crying. And uh, I don't know if we, we finally got it off. But it was, it, it was kind of one of those type of deals. You still it was have funny. to take anxiety medicine from that night now? I don't. But now... We, I bought a little female out of Missouri. My preacher decided to go hunt with her one night. The first coon she treed, and I lost it. You know me, I climbed the tree. Now I'm up there shaking this tree, going to shake it out. That coon lands directly on my head. In the tree. Knocked me out of the tree. <laughs> he did. I forgot about that. Knocked me out of the tree. He's like I a- just flopped <laughs> over a limb, and I was coming to and I was sitting in the tree. He's like a wedged bear laid up there. <laughs> that one, got, that one kind of got me, though. 
Knocked it and cold as a cucumber. And in the that, tree. Was our, that was our preacher's first trip hunting. Yeah, yeah. He he liked it for a little while. He didn't stay with this very long. He said, "Well, which where we hunt here, you, we a lot of people don't understand how rough it is. Yeah. So you got to be crazy and dedicated and want to do it uh, where we live." But I was gonna get that cone out to her. She she deserved that one. And preacher we got said he's out. He's gonna get killed or something doing this. <laughs> oh man! And then, and then we like the glue doll we had one time. He tried to cross the river one night, and Jason and taught me to get in my underwear and go and get in with a spit of snow on the ground. Yeah, he did. He had to go chest deep all the way across the river and Wasn't bring him back up. Wasn't my dog then. Yeah, he was actually that he he got out on a rock and sat there and yeah. started barking at you. It was not it was not a pretty sight, but uh, would not come back. He just sat out there on that rock. Stacy did spit oh. snow. I'm the one get stuck in there. For chest deep. All the way across, got him out. So yeah, lot, and that's what we'll get into. We'll have to think about some of these old stories oh, that's, yeah. that we've had. I got a question for y'all. So I've joined Lem Hanging Kennels a couple of year ago. Where did the Lem Hanging Kennels name come from? Because well, I mean, Lem Hanging Kennels were we were the one that put on this podcast and everything. So that's the big big question: is where did the where did the name well, come from? We 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 had a lot of conversations about that years ago. What Johnny? We we started calling the dogs Lem Hanging Kennels. What early two thousands? Uh, yeah. So we we live uh, on. Hanging Limb Highway, and uh, we always said, "What's uh, what's a good name for the kennel?" We thought about going with that, and then we said, "Well, we we love to be uh, going up looking, you know, at a limb hanging because it's got a coon on it." We just we just flip flopped it, and it's we liked it, and we we carried that name right. forever. But we actually uh, we we both lived on Hanging Limb Highway, and we we just stuck with that name years and years ago. So uh, we we've, we've kept it now. It's been. 20 well 22 23 years yeah. we've we've called all of our dogs limb hanging yeah they used to have a <clears throat> old story was they had a limb out out there in the hanging limb that a lot of people tied the horses and things to and that was where they when they'd come passing through years ago that's where that that tied to that old tree and that, that limb that was hanging down off of that tree they they used it as a hitching post if you will so that's where they got the the name of the highway from and then we kind of like you said we like we know that uh, a lot of times in mocoons is hanging on them limbs laying on them and this and that and other so uh we stay we stayed with that name over the years i got you see i never did know that really mm-hmm. truly that was the first time i've heard where the limb hanging kennel's name mm-hmm. originated from i so, look yeah. in the old tree still hanging out there is it still there legendary tree, legendary so, tree. but that it, when you when you come into town Turn on the road here, you'll see the sign that says Hanging Limb X number of miles. So uh, we just worked off that years ago. We 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 liked it. We've we've done it now for so long. We couldn't change it. It'd have to stay that because we've yeah. raised a lot of dogs and over the years that's had that name tied to them. So when you go to that tree and carve a carve a heart in it, they <laughs> <laughs> might not like that in our days. So there's a lot of people. Uh, well, unfortunately, a lot of people moving in from. Other places here that don't see things the way we do sometimes, so no, <laughs> we have to deal with that quite a bit as far as landowners and stuff like that. Also, but it is what it is. Now, this area has always had a lot of coon hunters. I can uh, the Hanging Limb area used to have a coon club, and as a kid, uh, there's a, there's a lake a pond out there. It's what mm-hmm. probably five acres or whatever. Yes, they so. had tracks across it where they did water races and uh, they do bench shows and hunts. And I can remember as a you know seven eight nine year old kid going out there there'd be 70 80 90 dogs show up at 
hanging limb coon hunt. Oh. oh, it was huge. It was one of the biggest ones around. They would run back in the day. You had UKC hunts there, NKC hunts there. Uh, PKC wasn't real, real big back then, but you had ACHA, AKC. But it was a big, big club. It would draw some of the biggest entries of anywhere in the entire Middle Tennessee area. I mean, I'm literally. It would, would take half a day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they would have water races, water races all day, bench shows, training contests. And like I said, literally, it'd be 70, 80, 90, 100 dogs show up for these events out there. And it'd be uh, the whole community out there would put them on. It was a big, big club. So it, wow. it was interesting. So it's times have changed a lot. They have that, and now nowadays uh, uh, the fire department stuffs out there, and they do a horse range and stuff like that out there, and then they put on like a, a meat hunt once a year. That uh, they do a fifty-fifty split on that, and what it, it's mostly just for the help with the fire department and the mm -hmm. rescue squad and things of that nature, help raise a little money. They've actually for got that organization hunt tomorrow night, right? That's it is. One, they only do one a year, but tomorrow night's when they do it. Yeah. So, and we got. It's crazy so how they went from uh, having 80, 90 dogs, everybody spending all day at a hunt, to now everybody rolls in. Deadline De 7 o'clock, everybody's rolling in at 6.45, and it's all business. And when we was there as kids, his whole family's there. I mean, it wasn't just, you know, the couple guys that showed up to go do the hunt. It was dad, mom, all <clears> the kids, you know, all-day events. I mean, it was huge. That's one thing about Grand American that's – they got one. Well, I guess Grand American is the biggest trend contest of being out there. I mean, you got – 30, 40 dogs in a train contest. And that's the one thing. You see a lot of families walking through Grand American and stuff, and they got all different types of events there. Yeah, you just don't see that anymore. No. <clears throat> and we used to see that at all the hunts we went to, but that was, you know, just... Which, I mean, that's the evolution of competition coon hunting, though. I mean, it's getting to more mm -hmm. of a... It's all money. It's more of a business it's, now. It's more of a business. I mean, these are people doing it for a living, so instead of just straight enjoyment. Would you boys all support me if I wanted to do it for a living? Yeah. Would you? Real question. My rich you, uncle's gonna have to get a poorhouse first. <laughs> he's been in there a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't. None of my family's ever getting out of the poorhouse. So that's yeah, that's the kind of the way. But that's back to the original. That's how the name of the kennel came up. Uh, we we've had it forever. Uh, we're we're starting to be old men. We were your age when we started doing this, or maybe younger. Well, younger hunting, but we were about your age when we really got serious, and that's about the time we started the kennel name and all that good stuff up it's early twenties. Cool. Never didn't know where it come from. Now the world knows. But so, uh, what's next on the? I guess the plans for the podcast. Yeah. What? Uh, tell us a little bit about kind of what the ten. And I, I like to use the word tentative because we it could change and be fluid a little bit. But what? What's your time frame? What do we? What do we want to try to air? So right now on the schedule, when this one will air biweekly, which means every two weeks a podcast will drop. So. Okay. We didn't want to kind of jam the public with episode, episode, episode. And well, we know us, we're all working. We work. So mm -hmm. it's hard for us to uh, spit episodes out every every week. And I was thinking if we did bi-weekly, each episode can be more, I guess you'd say more professional. Put a little more time into them instead of just trying to spit content out. Okay. So yeah, make, them, make them interesting for, yeah. for, for one thing. And then kind of uh, interesting and uh, in detail about some things and... Another thing we we talked about was uh, uh, we talked about doing you know uh, hounds of the past influences breeds uh, crosses that was in there. Of course, you got out of them crosses, you're gonna get some. We'll do some interviews with some handlers and some top handlers, top dog guys uh, that we can get on to get their perspective and kind of get what you know some of their favorite hounds. 
Yeah. What was the traits of those hounds? What made them stick out in their mind? And was it a was it a one bark tree dog? Was it the way they can handle a rough track? Uh, if they shut up, they got quiet. And when you look at these top tree. handlers too, me, I mean, we're all here. I mean, I like to make it to the top. I'm a copycat. If somebody else is doing something and it's working, I'm gonna copy what they're doing. I mean, that's just how I am. I mean, why not go with what works? Mm-hmm. In my opinion. So. Yeah. And somebody had to think that up. Yeah, I mean, somebody had to originate it. Yeah. It came from somewhere. But uh, my real, what I've thought about a lot is uh, we talk about deep and lonely and stuff. When did that, I mean, ever since I've started, deep and lonely has been the thing. But do y'all remember when deep and lonely started? Were y'all in the middle of that transition when y'all first started? Well, like dad. When dad trained when, dogs years ago, I was a kid. His dogs didn't come back. They got summer, they got tree. If it went hollow, they went somewhere else. Yeah. I mean, that's just all I remember. Mm-hmm. 30 years, 40. I think a lot of that, too, just was the the seriousness of, like you mentioned, it's more of a business. The seriousness at the level of competition changed recently. I think competition, I will say UKC probably at least went through a, a lull. It got to, you know, 10 years ago, it, 15, it's just very few people at all was showing up. Um, was really no incentive. And then uh, I think they realized they had to get some changes made, and there's been a lot of stuff. There have been a lot of good things happen, I think, with them, uh, trying to stay up with the trend, what PKC was doing now, uh, Pro, Hound, Pro Sport, all these other guys have come in, and they've, 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 changed, they've elevated coon hunting to it's not really any longer just a hobby. It's a sport now. Oh, yeah. It's a true sport. Uh, and it's a very, it can be a very lucrative sport. Uh, if you got the money to play, um, that's I think that's what's happened, and I think that you started seeing like what Stacy said, dogs that we grew up with. That was just kind of what you expected a dog to do. It's kind of come full circle, and and those are the dogs that guys are looking for now. They used to maybe have been tied up behind a barn, and nobody everybody wants that now. And that's that that's the dogs that they started bringing back out, and they've been breeding heavily for that in in the past ten years. And as a kid, you no know, dad didn't want to go every night because. You know, dogs get in here eight, nine hundred yards. It's an hour and a half walk. Well, where we live at, yeah. yeah. Where we live, yeah, where we live. yeah. As a kid, you know, that's hard on a little kid burn us out. Mm-hmm. But that you're right though. The the type of the style of dogs that that we're striving for now, that's what we grew up with. Uh, a dog gets set there right there under your feet and stuff. That's not what we were used to. Now, well, uh, like you said, burning, and that's one thing I think we might do some segments over this over, maybe over youth of today. Uh, some youth handlers and that 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 does um it's kind of hard and i got a daughter that's 14 and and she's wanting to start hunting and doing it but it like stacy said you talk you walk a mile to a dog to one tree and you walk a mile back and when you're hunting with dogs like us we we train for no return until they get hooked right with a coon mm-hmm. and then you take a dog like that and you got a 14 year old girl which i mean she she plays basketball and does stuff like that but this, the activity level uh, that that's out there that we have to, I mean, like you said, burn a kid out. Uh, you can't can't do some of the things because of the age and and that and the obstacles that we got around here that other people can do, uh, which we we've been fortunate enough to be able to go some places and well we call it easier hunting, uh, you know, flatter land, uh, easier walking. Don't have to go so far to to a dog that's treed. Uh, some of those aspects. And then, like you said, <clears throat> I wonder, uh, you talked about deep and lonely there. There's some uh, 
aspects of that. But with the people that's moving into these places, the landowners that's breaking up, the farm that's getting that's getting busted up. Do you think down the, ten years down the road is it going to revert back to people wanting to get? Sure. All of theirs and some of yours, uh, because you can't spread out for seven, eight miles. You yeah. get in trouble. You know. I think the lonely part will stay, but the deep part will start leaving. Because a lot of these deep and lonely dogs, they don't start hunting that are like, I say hunting. They don't ever put their nose on the ground that are at least eight, nine hundred yards. I think it's going to transition into more of you unsnap the lead, they go hunting. I think the independence will stay, but you'll be treating more coons around you because all dogs are going to start hunting. Not a lot of straight liners. Yeah, like mm-hmm. straight down, they just cut them off. They'll get away from everybody and yeah. then start. Hunting. Yeah, or if a, some dogs they hear a dark a dog bark behind them, they get third gear and leave out. You know, and that's just that's just the way they are. That, that's the way that people's trained it's them. To live by the sword, die by it. Then dogs yeah. can beat you, and the other the uh, non lonely dogs they can beat you the other nights. Yeah, I mean, it's just that's just, like, a different goes back to the style of competition hunt you go mm-hmm. to. Oh, I can easily see down here in this area where we're at, and I think that's going to be the rule of thumb in a lot of places, that deep and lonely type dog, it's going to be a problem. Because like I said, you're going to be with that deep and lonely dog in somebody's yard because they bought the track of land out there and you're going to have a law yeah. sitting there waiting on you yeah. when you get there. Uh, talk the to competition guy. aspect of deep and lonely me, I'm all good with that, but they have to have a mouth to back it because, you know, we're out here, there ain't no pitching a dog in. When you're, no. when you're a mile and a half, Two miles to the country, you've crossed three mountains. Mm-hmm. There's no they, roads. We have there's no, no roads. Yeah, I mean, you better be able to hear them. And, yeah. and I don't think a lot of people realize how how rough it can be hunting. I'm, I've said it over and over. We have to be crazy and half lunatic to even coon hunt here. Uh, like for instance, you know, we all we went and it was fun. Had a good time. We all went up to Illinois uh, a couple weeks back, and we'll do a podcast and pr- talk about that hunt maybe a little bit later on. But we went up there. And yeah, there's hills, but uh, we were like, that's pretty not too bad. And then Johnny, you know, was talking to somebody, and they were like, "Man, you guys, we tell them where that was at." And it's like, "Man, you was in the rough stuff. You need to be just a little bit farther up." And he's like, "Actually, that was pretty nice where we was at." <laughs> and they're yeah, like, "You mean that's straight to gold?" So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll never forget. Uh, I sold some puppies years ago to a guy from Maryland, and he wanted to go hunting with me and see the mom and dad go. I'm like, come on, I'm just telling you before you come. When you come pick the pups up, I'll happily take you hunting. But uh, it's going to be rough. We're going to go to the lake. And we we got in there, and the dogs got struck. Dogs got treed. Man, he's like, them dogs did good on that. And we started walking to them. And he stops us, and he's like, them dogs quit treeing? I'm like, no, I don't hear them. I said, because there's a mountain in between us and the dogs. We're up on top. we got to get to them. And we start walking a little bit further. Oh, they started back treeing. He said, I'm like, they never stopped treeing. We're on top of the hill. Yeah. Okay, so we walk a little bit farther down, and he's like, why'd they quit again? They didn't quit. They're still hammered over there. And I'm like, there was two hills in between us because they got deep and lonely. <laughs> I'm like, uh, we we walk over. And he finally stops us. He goes, is there not a road around here somewhere that somebody can get me? And I'm Maybe like, a helicopter. Well, I'm like, are you serious? He goes, yeah. He goes, can you have somebody come pick us up? And I literally had to call Stacy. And we was 30 miles from the house. And I called Stacy, and Stacy drove down there and had to pick them up because they weren't walking in that mess no more. They was like, this, he said, I'll quit. I'm, I'll take your word on it. I'm not hunting in that stuff. And he did. He came and picked them up, and Dad and I walked on into the tree and had the coon and all that stuff. So, it's yeah, it's total difference in that part. So, that I, 
that deep and lonely thing is going to get to be a problem around here, though, because it's not that it's so far away now. There's houses everywhere. They've yeah. bought all these tracts of land. Unfortunately for us, uh, we live in a beautiful state. I love it here. But it's very sought after, and there's people moving in left and right. I mean, places that we would hunt all night has got 50 houses in it now. Mm-hmm. So deep and lonely will be a problem in that aspect, yeah. I think. Especially where we live at. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind a, a deep and lonely dog, but and that's what we strive for. I mean, but that's what, I mean, that's what we hunt. I mean, that's what we like. We're going to run into, but problem, it's going to run into a problem. I mean, that's just inevitable. I mean, mm-hmm. it will be a problem, but I guess till it is, and we get shot at it, or the dog gets killed. I guess oh, we'll you've keep. done been done that a couple <laughs> yeah. times, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> and that was on a competition hunt. I was having flashbacks of Nom, and I wasn't even in Nom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, some interesting things there. So. Uh, have we kind of covered for this first episode kind of, do you think we've missed anything of what we want to try to do? And uh, Not really. It, I mean, we're kind of keeping this broad and open. Mm-hmm. I, don't wanna, I mean, we're open to suggestions from anybody. Well, I was, that yeah. was what I was going to say. Don't want to nail everything down and then we got ourselves pinned down in a yeah. corner. I mean, yeah. we'll keep this open. I would like to, I would really, my personal thing, I would like to see once you get this first one dropped and people, a few people start hearing it, hopefully a lot of people start hearing it, Send some feedback. Give us ideas. What do you want to talk? What do you want to hear? What would be some yeah, of the things? Yeah, you can drop a, send me on a Facebook and a, also our email at coonhuntmedia at gmail.com. So send us what you want. We'll put your Dropbox to wear classics. Yeah, we can do that. You can uh, ideas but, and ants that yeah. you want to hear. Because yeah, everybody coming to Baseball, Mississippi, definitely stop by and check us out. Some other things. Other check things out material we have to sell. Yeah. Other things we may do. Uh, I know some people that, uh, and it's not not really a whole lot to do with the the coon hunting aspect, but uh, we got some manufacturers that have, have some uh, ideas and things that we may bring out, like uh, uh, field reps and and stuff like that. We can we can bring out and talk to and see what the the things is, and, and it's kind of a commercial aspect also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean we're here on this for the podcast, but some people. They have some nice and very good ideas for the sport, but they got no way to get it out there to the public. And we're hoping this can also be a, a way to get that out there, if that yeah. makes sense. Especially, you know, uh, really and truly, I'll just be 100% honest with you. It's not something that we're not going to be no – we're not no great big, big name or nothing like that, but uh, everyday, everyday coon hunters got ideas also and thoughts and things about uh, the way the sport's going and – Things they'd like to see in the sport and things they don't like to see in the sport, we we talk about also. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's I think it's going to be good. It's going to be a a learning experience for us. This is something none of us has ever done. I mean, I've been on a podcast, but I've never done one myself. I mean, this is definitely a definitely a learning learning process for us all, and y'all have to bear with us on that. But uh, we're excited about it. Yeah, I like it. In school, I never did do too much on uh, homework assignments and writing book reports and all that stuff because you'd have to get up and speak in front of the class. So it's going to be a little bit different for me to even venture into something like this. <laughs> I think it'll be good, though. I think yeah. It'll be good. So what, I think it will. Where's our next stop in the competition? Where are we going next as far as for hunting? What's the next one on the list? Winter Classic. You boys will be heading there. I mean, we got the pro sport. Oh, you yeah yeah you boys have got the you got it, the yeah. entry on the pro sport coming up. So that one, uh, where's that going to be at? Tell everybody where, uh, where it'll that be one's at. Uh, Birchwood, Tennessee. I think it's five hundred dollars shootout. 
$500 shootout. $500 shootout, I think it's January 27th. We so, hope, hoping the weather holds off. If it's right now, it's what, 55 minor wind gust? Yeah, yeah. Pouring yeah. the rain. Mm-hmm. Blowing trees so, over and basketball goes basketball everywhere. Goes slamming the side of the minivans. So, yeah, I forgot about this. You guys got that entry coming up. So, I wish you guys good luck on that. Old Rip will be over there. Hopefully, he'll uh, get in deep and. I'd love to say win it all. He he's capable. I mean, he's definitely capable of it. He's he's proven yeah, himself there. Plenty of final fours. We're trying to finish our own out at least one time. <laughs> but but so, speaking of the five hard hour hunts, so that that comes into another thing about maybe in the future covering some of them events as far as that mm-hmm. goes, the smaller ones. I mean that that could be a good idea sometime later on. Uh, you know, go set up and do kind of a play by play there yeah. or something of it. Uh, be interesting to. I find myself sitting on Facebook watching these hunts all the time when they put them out. Uh, I do too. I really yeah. like going to the basement and putting it on the big TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me too. Mirroring it over and it makes it a. It's a instead of a keyboard hunter, it's a couch hunter. Just there and watch it all. <laughs> yeah. But you know another thing about that, uh, maybe covering some of these, because I I like breeding dogs. I like what some of the stuff we're going to talk about with some of these interviews that we're going to see how these. I like to do that myself, and always have watching these videos and stuff there might there there may be stud dogs out there that i want to put my female over or whatever i might get a first hand watch that dog operate and see what that dog's doing and how that dog operates what yeah. does that dog do make some of my decisions based on some of that stuff so because always the best stud dogs ain't always the one that's one world hunts no no i mean they're i mean don't get me wrong they're always they're they're good stud dogs too that win them big hunts but sometimes better to benefit us it ain't always the big Exactly. Big, big, big name stud dogs. Exactly. But, uh, but yeah, we got the pro sport, and I guess after that, be the Winter Classic. Mm-hmm. The whole crew will be down there at the Coon Hunt Media podcast booth. We'll on the we'll be on the ground floor on the bottom deck of the Civic Arena, and then uh, guess what's after that? It'll be the probably the PKC World. They changed that this year. Yeah, so you guys... Uh, that said October is going to be in the spring. We'll have that and uh, try to get some dogs into that one. And then, then you, the springtime gets busy. Yeah, uh, oh, you yeah. guys will be... Breed hunts, TOC zones. That's all I'll be hearing. Book me rooms here. Book me rooms there. <laughs> yeah. Just give us credit. Oh, we got to go in this store real quick. <laughs> Before we get off here, so me and my one of my buddies, we went to uh, Grand American. And uh, Johnny stayed in Tennessee. He was working. and couldn't get off and go. And he booked our hotel. <laughs> So we've drove all day. I mean, we're tired. We're wore out. It's on Thursday. We roll in there, and I said, reservation for Johnny Cooper, whatever. He said, you Johnny Cooper? I said, no, I'm Kyle Oaks. I said, here's my ID. I said, well, he booked a room for you. He said, okay, no problem. And uh, he booked a room with his credit card. Well, it was a credit card, wasn't it? My bank card. Bank card. And uh, they charge it once you uh, book in, once mm-hmm. you uh, confirm. And, uh, and, you know, he wasn't a, he wasn't white, and uh, we could barely understand him. And he said, uh, "Card declined." He said, "Your card declined." I'm like, "What?" He said, <laughs> he said "Card no good. It's declined." I'm like, "Oh my lord!" I looked at my buddy. He said, "What do we do?" I said, "I'm gonna call Johnny." So I called Johnny. They confirmed the card, and it declined. He said, "Well, here's another card." I said, "Oh, here's another card." It declined. <laughs> and at this point, we're like, "I said, go get ready." I said, "We're sleeping in the truck." I said, "Ain't no way we're getting in this hotel." And uh, what happened was the bank shut the cars down, wasn't it? When they said well, it was in South uh, Carolina, I made it with my card, and it was it went dead the thirty first 
of December, that card was no longer valid. And Johnny didn't do, as Johnny's <clears throat> typically doing, I was a day late on everything. Yeah, and I, it was booked on that card till when I sent my other card, it, the, the numbers didn't match up. So that card was already dead. Yeah, at this point, he was, the uh, attendant was getting very, very, very ill with us. <laughs> he, he thought we were trying to book hotels with uh, stolen credit cards and stuff. And he was, he was not happy. I mean, he threatened to kick us out. And everything. I'm like, man, I said, if we're from Tennessee, I said, I just want to lay down for one night and get a hot shower. But uh, sooner or later, we got her, we got her figured out, though. And, All right, well, good but, deal. Uh, before we jump up, though, one more plug out there for our coon squatters. Uh, little yeah. T's, he, that's, that's, that's awesome. He's done that. So, so throw him another one out. So, yeah, a Little T, uh, Squalors, uh, Tim Tempton. He has uh, jumped straight on board with us as a sponsor. And so if he's got the uh, – He's got the original little T squalor. He's got the uh, double shot, uh, uh, double shot squalor. He's got the triple threat. He's got the uh, pro series, and then the new one they, uh, him and Ben Bell has uh, designed is the bell ringer. So if uh, any of y'all, all the events that we go and set up at, those squalors will be there for purchase. And uh, if y'all want any one, we can we can ship and order. Just uh, contact one of us, and we'll get y'all hooked up. But we want to thank Tim. Tim for uh, jumping straight on board with us. I mean, no hesitation. He contacted me and said he's he's ready to go. I was like, so we want to appreciate him and thank him for that. But, uh, mm-hmm. All right, this is going to be fun. But I guess we're wrapping up here. And uh, be sure to y'all tune in on the next one. This will be the this is the first one. So this is us as the Limb Hanging Kennels have uh, founded this. And the next one will be uh, jumping into the normal segments. And I uh, hope y'all uh, enjoy it and. See where this goes. Y'all good? Sounds good. good. All right. Well, Thanks, everybody. Off. It's coming out and meet it. <laughs>